0: perspective listeners and viewers. I am Martina. This is my lovely co-host, Lucette. And welcome to our Healthcare in America, Shattering the Veil. Um, by now, hopefully, you have seen our first two guest videos and this is next up. Uh, but if you haven't seen those videos, we recommend you go back and watch or listen to them. And yeah. You listen, you know, we are on Spotify or on iTunes, you know, YouTube, you know, the world is our oyster. More is, more is yet to come. Just, you know. So yeah, this is really, Lucette and I are going to spend probably next, you know, 30, 40 minutes or so talking about our perspectives around healthcare. So just, we can just really get into it. I mean, yes. we've talked about healthcare a little bit anyway, you know, both her and I, work, work in healthcare, just in really really kind of different sectors of, of healthcare. Um, yeah, so, you know, I think most people already know how we feel, but this is a little bit more in-depth, in-depth perspective around okay. us in healthcare.
1: <laughs> yeah, you're absolutely right. I think, um, as you mentioned, um, our guests have already shared their perspectives and I think we'll touch on some of that uh, as we kind of get talking. But really, I mean, I think back to some of like our, you know, former episodes where we kind of talk a little bit about equity. We talk Mm -hmm. a lot about equity throughout all of our episodes. But I think when you think about healthcare and just, you know, the the access of it, um, I think that's where we can probably just start. Because I think uh, looking at COVID-19, and when I think back to our episodes that we've done around Mm COVID-19, a lot of it revolved around just the the response right so what what it took and the some of the like disparities that um that were were kind of they weren't new but the light was shining on
0: them yeah the veil was shattered
1: the veil was shattered yes um around it and I I think to what uh Dr. Mejia uh, talked about and he said you know it was one of you know, the greatest social injustices. And I had never, I hadn't heard anybody like say that or like describe it that way. And just kinda in in that sort of scale of like, it is one of our greatest social injustices. uh, When you think about just the the level of disparities that that we're seeing in in our black and brown communities. And when you think of like a city like Chicago, which, Mm If you live here or, or know Chicago, you've seen how segregated it is, and you you, and you yeah. see um, how access to anything really um, is it's very different depending on what neighborhood you're in, depending on what part of the city you're in. Um, and I think that's the the reality with just healthcare in general. When I think about if I just look at the lens of Chicago um and i think about the the hospitals and where the good hospitals are located (laughs) (laughs) you know like where you know the ones with the high rankings and like all of these things and i think about you know where those are located and you know most of them are located um you know either in the downtown area or near the downtown area very near to the downtown area yeah um or they're in the suburbs yeah
0: that's a good point
1: you know and I think when I think about accessibility and one of the things that I remember talking to Dr. Mejia about was the quality of care that you get in your own neighborhood or that you have access to in your neighborhood and it's it's sad because I, I unfortunately would probably not ever go back to the hospital that's directly in my neighborhood. Um, I know you,
0: won't. I, know you I won't. I shouldn't be laughing. This is horrible. It's horrible.
1: It's terrible. But it's all. It, it, you know what else can you do? But but laugh. You know because I can't change that. Like there's no.
0: Nothing,
1: like there's nothing I can do to to change it right now, but, you know, if you watched uh, the, other, the other, one of the other episodes, um, I think it was with one of Dr. Mejia's episodes that I think I went into sort of um, how, you know, my dad wasn't getting the care, couldn't get access to the care that he needed at the hospital that they had, our neighborhood hospital. Um, but I don't know if I shared much of, like, how it looked when I went in there and just the just you know the the visual of being in there and i I think to that that day and i remember sitting in the waiting room area and just thinking to myself like this is not a place that you think you'd come for a family member or for you to heal
0: not for care Mm -mm, i was like not
1: for care it just i mean it was uncomfortable like
0: like physically uncomfortable because the seats were terrible Remember you were saying like even just like you were like just like have some fresh paint on the walls get some you world, know everything around feet. you just felt
1: just
0: like dark, they don't care
1: you know like and like, oh, mm-hmm. like
0: you knew, you,
1: yeah you knew you and you knew and you i think you felt as if you were being cared for here Mm -hmm. and I'm like and that's just me going in I mean I had not been in there ages ages since I had to go in there and even back then it wasn't
0: the best probably
1: best um but to see it and I was like and to experience it I think was more um I didn't end up going to the back with my dad when my mom did and I remember her coming back and we were going back home um and she's like she's like I don't want your dad there like it just even like the room was she's like I don't there was just something about everything it just didn't feel like a like a place that you're gonna get cared for or taken care of like she was just like just didn't feel that way didn't look that way um we ended up getting my dad out of there uh, my sister came and even my sister was there and was like just like I... Like we could, we couldn't have left my dad there. Like there's just no way, in sort of that that situation. And it's like those, those are those. Like that's one of the safety net hospitals here in Chicago. Mm -hmm. You know, and that's where you, you know, if you are uninsured, underinsured, um, that's where you're gonna go. Like that's you know because that's they have to take you right. And if you can't pay, they can't. Um you know deny you service or you know or, or not provide the care um if you come in and they you know they they do that but it's like like yeah i was like no this is because I, I, I think i told you this for like i feel like that's just a play you just gonna die like that's yeah, how it yeah.
0: felt that's why i was i'm waiting for you to say that part <laughs> so,
1: <laughs> that was my mid- true reaction like i was like you come here to die like you don't feel like you're gonna get out of here um
0: Yeah. But yeah, that's just so, that's so sad because like you said, that's how a number of safety, safety hospitals, i I feel, you know, here in Chicago, at least, and probably the Chicagoland area, I can't speak for other, you know, um, safety net hospitals across, uh, across the country, but I'm sure there are some that are probably just like this, but, um, when I heard you say that, it's just like a place where you come to die. You know, that's so sad because that's definitely not the outcome that people want for their, for their loved ones. You know, you come in there to get care and it just, you know, I think I might've said it. Well, I did say it. I think it I think it was in Carmen's video. I was like, you know, healthcare is just, well, you know, I, I, I said insurance is just trash, but healthcare is trash too uh, in the United States in a sense where it's like, I mean, you know, and we've talked about where, you know, just having adequate, accessible healthcare is a right. It's not a privilege that somebody should have just because they can't afford. Such and such, or going to this private hospital, or whatever. I mean, even even a nice public hospital, um, that shouldn't, you know, be be an issue. And you're right. You know, when we see the more um, well known hospitals that are the ones people want to go to if they do need to go to, you know, if they are in a in a healthcare emergency situation. Um, and then you just look at the ones that other people just don't have an option and they gotta go to. It's like, why are we not why is nobody saying anything? I mean, you know, I'm just like, is anybody out here doing anything about this? I, I just and this is just my thought. I'm like, really, because we got we got like you said, we have um a lot of nice hospitals. I would say a number of well-known, really great hospitals here in Chicago. Uh, but then, you know, we got the other ones who, like I said, who are safety nets, who are struggling just to get by. And it always seemed like they're just given uh, an inch, like whether, you know, whether it's like a, a grant that they've had to get or assistance from the state or federal government, uh, it's just an inch, just enough to get by. But I'm like, why is it that way? This is a a place of care. Why do we have, you know, people just feeling they're like, yeah, this is a place that I don't want to ever come back here. Let's get the hell out of here. And, you know, people shouldn't feel that way. And I mean, well, I guess in, in, in some extent in a hospital, you do want to get the hell out of there. You don't want to stay there forever. You want to come there, get, get what you need done and then leave. But it shouldn't be a place where you feel like you all felt. Um, and that to me is just so baffling how we live in, again, living in the United States. A country that's supposed to be developed and we have these situations happening not just here in chicago i'm sure it's in la new york all the major cities and probably even small uh, small cities as well um that are experiencing this and it just feels like nothing's happening at least at least for me it just feels like nothing happened if people listening watching know about things that are out there happening around this I would love for you to share, comment, you know, find us on Instagram or send us a message because I am very interested, you know, because this is, you know, and this is, again, goes part to why all this is trash, because you got these very successful hospitals over here where the people who work there, especially, I mean, the physicians are making bank. And then, I mean, and then you also have safety net hospitals where some of their administrative people are making bank too. So you over here paying multiple people hundreds of thousands of dollars, but you can't afford to have better just chairs. You can't get some fresh paint on the wall. That's I'm gonna I'm gonna take a sip of water.
1: You know, and I, and I, as you were talking, and, and you, especially that that last portion of like you know you can't afford to you know whether it's chairs whatever whatever, whatever. You know, visually yeah person hope because that's what you want a hospital to sort of kind of give you as a person that's waiting or even the person that's you know in a room trying what? you know getting the care like you want to have that sense of hope and just thing but um I often think about how even our communities right like even when you look at our communities and just visually you can tell Mm -hmm. investment hasn't been made where, you know, things haven't been done. And and there's this sort of feeling that your government has abandoned you, that your local government has abandoned you, that businesses have just gone away, that capitalism has just won again and, you know, and and gone. And I think so much about like our healthcare is the same way, right? Because you are in a neighborhood that isn't being invested in, you know, where you think people don't want to give back to their community or don't care about their community. So why should I, as a administrator of this hospital, care about, you know, investing in Mm -hmm. chairs if they have this perception of who people are in that community? Mm -hmm. You know, and that plays such a big role of just like the the assumptions that people make, the the biases that people have, whether they're conscious or unconscious, when it comes to who is getting care, whether Mm -hmm. it's hospital or health center. Um, And sort of like, you know that most of your patients aren't gonna pay, right? Mm -hmm. And we we know from the previous episodes that healthcare runs as a business in the United States. So if you know that you're not gonna get money out of people, are coming into your hospital why would you and why would you take whatever money and investor like that's how people are thinking like that's who like who's then they
0: need to go do something else (laughs) healthcare is not for them
1: You know what? if you are thinking as a business which healthcare is yeah you're doing
0: what a business supposed to be doing you know you do you know that's that's that is very true and i guess you know from and, you know, I guess that's why we are talking about this and we have a whole channel devoted to it is like, for us, healthcare is more than a business uh, because I, you know, it is, you know, it's, to me, it's more than a business, but I do see your point. If, if there's a person there that's like, uh, well, why should I care about this and that? But I just think, you know, even in the business that you should have take certain pride in what you do, you know, like, I just think, don't you want to have pride in the place that you work, especially if you are that person that's near the top or somebody at that level, don't you want to have to take some pride in, in your, in your place of employment? I'm just like, you know, but then again, I guess, like we're saying, some of these people don't, they, it's just, it's just a paycheck. Um, And, you know, they are on to the next. And I personally, I do think that's very horrible uh, because I do think, and, you know, just like if you listen to Dr. Mejia's video, he talks about of course, you know, how he feels, you know, he feels for his colleagues who are just in this for the business, like, you know, for the
1: the private practice. Yeah,
0: more, yeah, in the, in the private practice who are just kind of in it for, for the financial rewards, however you want to, you know, put it, spin it. Um, And I, I kind of feel that way too, because I mean, you know, for the longest time, I always wanted to be a, a physician, organic chemistry took me out, so it took me out way back when so people know, but I had intentions. I always wanted to be a, a physician. I wanted to go into psychiatry and, uh, neuro, like neuro, neuropsych. And, and for me, it was, of course, you know, it, any kind of physician, you're going to make good money, but, you know, because I grew up with, you know, a father who was pretty much sick. My father's been sick for, since I can remember, uh, in and out of hospitals and different things because of his, uh, he had a. On the job injury, which has just completely followed him to this day, um, and even myself, I was sick for a while when I was younger, and so just really got me to want to know more about the healthcare system and wanted to be a physician and help other people. Even now, I'm, I'm more—I'm obviously I'm not a physician, um, but I've always wanted to help other people. So I guess for me, sometimes it's hard to see that people are just in healthcare for the business. Um, and I wonder what the, you know, and I feel like certain people who are, who may be in it for the business, doesn't always want to say that because it looks horrible, you know, but I it bet.
1: It sounds terrible.
0: It looks, it sounds horrible. And I just, I, I feel like nobody would even dare say it, but I wonder behind closed doors, who is saying it? Of course people, of course there are. I think it's one of those yeah.
1: unfortunate Things that happen when you, especially obviously in the United States, healthcare is run as a business. It's not mm-hmm. equal access to everyone. Um, and in order to combat that, you have to have such a a system structural change to healthcare in the United States. Like, it, you know, one of the things that I know you and I always talk about is universal healthcare.
0: Like, mm-hmm.
1: you know, that being such a big key to ensuring. Um, you know, just equal access to it, right? Ensuring that healthcare is a right um, and not a privilege. Because right now, healthcare, like good healthcare that's going to get you to where you want to be in physical health, like that's a privilege for a lot of people. Yeah, that yeah. is not everyone has access to it. Like, even those that have insurance, like, even the type of insurance that you have determines, you know, your privilege in in the system which is terrible like is. like to think that you know i may have access to certain care medications things because of just the type of insurance that i'm able to afford mm-hmm. uh versus you know someone else who just can't afford and has to take you know whatever they can and then it offers them you know less coverage higher deductibles like higher cope like all of these things that just like
0: makes it so difficult to just get basic care
1: it's like you know I was like that's not that's not fair like Mm-mm. you know the, the way that again and I'll keep saying it the way that this business is just being run um it's really just taking the humanity out of it right like you, yeah. you kind of have to take the human aspect out of it in order I mean
0: to, Lord for so where we at yes because you you can't
1: like the fact that you are I mean I think one, one of the things that was said was like you can go bankrupt by medical expenses mm-hmm. you know you can lose your home you can lose so many things because of medical expenses because you know Lord forbid anyone comes down with a serious health condition
0: or oh, you need a major surgery. A yeah, you know, or yeah. something
1: that's going to require treatments for months, and you're in the hospital for months. A hospital stay is expensive. Like I, I, I remember like saying you go into ER and you're looking at it at a minimum of like ten thousand dollar bill if you don't have insurance. It's to me, it's crazy to kind of think about that.
0: I'm so, I'm, I'm, you know, this is the point where I get, I'm, I'm ashamed. (laughs) I mean, I think I'm often ashamed here, like talking about the United States in general, but I'm, I'm just like so ashamed, like, cause it's just, you know, to me, it's just that this is just bullshit. I I really, there's no other way to say it. it. It really is, it is awful. It is really awful. And of course, people be like, well, you know, we gotta do such and such because it's gonna come back to the business side of it. Like, Okay. But well, like you said, it takes out the humanity of it. Like I, to me, I just feel, and there are so many people who don't have uh, humanity or humility who are in healthcare, you know, some of them. Um, <laughs> but to, again, like I say that to me, it's just really, it's really a shame and it really makes me ashamed to be in a country again, like it's supposed to be so developed. Um, where we can't even give people just basic just basic care let alone some of these big some of these just big ass expenses i mean I, you know and you and you will hear a lot or you have heard a lot if you've watched the videos with dr Mejia talking about how how the um how the aca has changed some things for you know the better um and I I do agree with that. I think for all the faults that the, that the ACA has, it's not universal healthcare, (laughs) but you know, it's, it's a step. I don't, but it feels like in some ways we're kind of at a halt with, with ACA uh, because you know, it's like, we haven't made too much progress. Well, we haven't to me made any, I don't know if we've gone back. But again, you know, as we're talking about everything that's happened over the last few, last few years with COVID, people have really, people, I guess, who are not of color, but even more probably wealthier people of color, some of them, um, realized that there's a lot of shit going on in this country, you know, and healthcare is a, a big one that that is a part of, and like you said, having that accessibility, um, it really did kind of shatter or pull back the veil on just where healthcare in America is and to me it's just it's not it's not in a good place i you know other people may say differently but when we have you over here talking about you feel like you're going into a hospital to die and we have people who would you know are going to go bankrupt because they can't pay certain bills and i will say you know it, it to me it's just it's just really a shame and we just we do have so much work to do in terms of even getting getting to universal health care i don't know if it'll happen dr mehia is very optimistic
1: i think a lot of people want to be optimistic about it like mm-hmm. i am with you like i don't know if we'll, we'll get there because it requires such I, a oh
0: my god yeah
1: it's change. it requires so much uh systems and and structures and policies it requires people to agree on, It it requires our political uh, parties to agree on, on something, and, and, and they can't even, I mean, there's they can't even agree on anything nowadays. Like, there's just nowhere where they kind of meet in the middle, but um, one of the things that I remember uh, was it was before uh, the ACA, and it was probably just a year or two after I had, um, when I graduated college, mm-hmm. uh, my dad had been laid off. None, nobody had health insurance. I never remember I had a health scare and I needed to see a doctor, but I knew I couldn't afford even to go to like our local like, community health center because they, you have to pay. Like, we're, just pay like up the, front. they take you in, you still gotta pay, mm-hmm. um, you know? And yeah, they can help you with some things, but I was like, but I knew that I, I knew that it was mine was, wasn't going to be like a one-time thing, like I knew I was going to have to have more things done and, and test runs. Um, so I remember coming across uh, a free clinic and this, en- this actually ends up being one of the largest free clinics in the country. Um, mm-hmm. And I remember I went and, you know, I showed them and you, A, you have to wait because you have to see if A, they have uh, capacity to take you in as a patient. Yeah. So they were like, oh, you know, thankfully they had, they actually had uh, openings. I went in and and did all the paperwork and they were like, okay, you know, well, we can take you in as a patient, you can be a patient of ours. I was like, great. Um, Mind you, like all of the doctors, they're, you know, they're all there on a volunteer basis. So you may or may not get the same doctor every time. <laughs>
0: yes. I don't know if these have
1: gotten any different now. because <laughs> be Back in like 2010 or something. Um, but, but then, you know, I think about like, you know, I was fortunate because I could use the internet. So I was able to find them online.
0: Right.
1: I was able to get there. I mean, it was like on the north side, you know, me in the north side.
0: I know the clinic you're talking about. So, yes. but say not that far north though. For me. Oh, well, yeah. <laughs> yes, for you. Yes. It is a hike, a skip and jump. It's a, yeah. it's not like yeah. it's just a 10 minutes. No, it's not just, no, it's not 10 minutes for you. And
1: I, didn't, I didn't have a car then, so I had
0: to. Oh, hell. You had, had to, to take the public transportation done. or? Public
1: transportation. Oh, bus oh yeah.
0: Transportation. It took you a bit, yeah.
1: Hated it. See, this is why. But you know, I went down there, and you know, and but I was like, I look back, and I'm like, I had at least I had the ability to get there, right? Like, yeah. I could afford to get there. I had the time um, because it was 2009. It was 2009 and 2010. I think it was around the time period that this had happened. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, so didn't have a job because the economy was terrible. Um, I'm trying to get one, so I remember when, and then um, I remember when in October, I didn't get like my final clear that it wasn't, because they, they, the, the thing was, they were like, we, there it was like, you could maybe have like cervical cancer, we don't know, we have to do all these things uh-huh. and all all these stuff. It wasn't until like the following year, so this is like October of 2009. What? It's- into 2010 which probably was around the spring that I finally had my you know whatever surgery thing that I had to get done and like my final diagnosis like came like way later <laughs> it was just this
0: long time. well thank goodness you didn't have anything to severe which is basically what you're getting at
1: <laughs> yeah I didn't have everything severe but I was like I mean imagine if i did though if yeah, you did. waited did. that long and i had to go that long because it was like well you have to go here and and because our um our you know our systems don't talk to each other no ma'am they don't so mm-hmm. they were like oh we don't have your referral i'm like they sent it to y'all they told me they sent it to you like no. i don't know I don't like the- I mean thank God because God had angels around me because he knows this introverted girl right
0: here. I <laughs> know I can see you be like, wait a minute.
1: Like forget it, I'll just live with this and like oh. <laughs> and do with it later. <laughs> God just put angels in these places because they were like let me see what i can do well and they did what they had to do and i was like because lord knows see the lord knows me it was like yeah, i gotta put is. these angels in her, in her path because she's not gonna come back um
0: uh, <laughs> <She's not gonna laughs> she... i should get i shouldn't be laughing i shouldn't be
1: <laughs> what else like i think about i think about it then and it's one of those things i remember um probably like two three years ago i met the executive director of that clinic um and I shared with her my story like really briefly and was like, you know, I appreciate the the work that you all do, because it's not easy to be a free clinic. Mm-hmm. Um, and I can't even imagine having to say no to people. You can't take them in because you're you're at capacity. You don't have the bandwidth to sort of bring in. You can only do a certain number. Of, like, right. I can't even imagine what, you know, there's, there's a whole, there's whole free interval clinics across the country um and like I just can't imagine having to operate in this system because you do a you don't get you don't get grants you don't get government funding because you're not a federally qualified health center and then so you're dependent on grants you're dependent on you know these physicians and and people
0: free time from people yeah free
1: time and and I, I don't know if their nurses are volunteer I don't know if they like go for grants to be able to pay their nurses and their like medical assistants or things like that but it's it's crazy and, and I, I, I always go back to that experience because I was like that was one of like the saddest experience that I had as someone having to navigate our healthcare system.
0: Mm-hmm. You
1: know, and, and thankfully like I I know the language, you know, thankfully I'm tech savvy. Um I have a phone, I had a phone, like all these things that you know that allowed me, you know, I had access to the transportation that I needed yeah. access to. there's people that don't. There's people that don't have the the time. Like if I was working, I have no idea how I would have been able to make those random appointments. Because it was like, oh, you can go at this time at like 1140. I'm like, if I had been working, like I, how was I? And it was like, oh, they can take you in like tomorrow. So like sometimes it was just like, oh, you you just have to drop whatever you're doing. You got to
0: take what they got.
1: (laughs) You no, know, and it's like I can't even imagine navigating, you know, like even like currently with my parents, you know, thankfully they're they're both retired, but like they get some random appointment sometimes where they're like, Well if you can come in today, we can see you and they're like, Well, I'll take it because I don't know when
0: the next one. Oh yeah.
1: I'm like, Oh man, like this is this is a healthcare. Like you have to just some bullshit. don't have flexibility if you don't have flexibility at work. Like, what do you do? Like, you wait a whole other week until you're able to get seen?
0: Like, it's just terrible. Well, you will. You, are, you should already know. You might know what I'm about to say. This only happened because the, because the government allows it to happen, okay? It does not have to be this way. And I know people are going to be like, well, what does the government have to do? To blah, blah blah The government has everything to do with it because they have the power. If they are the pretty much the government is the only one. That can change the laws and the regulation. Ain't no other entity I know of that can, you know, change regula- regulations and policies. Um, and things could be better. Like we could be doing so much better here. You know, I was really just watching a documentary last week. It's on a completely different topic. I mean, it, it's about healthcare, but it's completely different um, illness. And it just, you know, in that in that documentary was just talking about how here still in a developed country the united states even in in the countries who are developed countries how behind we still are yeah. in so many ways compared to other developed countries across the world who are not even doing as well as us financially well they might be now i don't know america you know we in this you know inflation's high okay let's just say that but people be greedy okay um but yes like So we have countries out here who are developed, really not, you know, have the type of financial security that we kind of have here, and yet they have better healthcare services and to me this is just, this is just so mind boggling. This is why I say, the government allows this to happen. This does not have to be do not have to live like people, people do not have to go and do this. This is a problem that the government should solve. And yes, I understand people say, well, how we doing? Blah, blah, blah. Well, you know what? Uh, we got some of the brightest minds in the country. We got some of the wealthiest people in the world here. Um, we can we can get shit done. L- let's not do a task force though. I, if if we're gonna do a task force, let's actually get shit done. But let's not have a task, a task force. because Somebody needs to create. Do something. They need to do something. Yeah, you know, if you're gonna have a task force, do something.
1: You know, I, I you know, I think you and I have talked about this and, and not in the sense of healthcare, just I think you're seeing the community uh development and stuff and, and and sort of nobody takes at least that I've seen
0: mm-hmm.
1: um, someone out there. Maybe there was a task force created at some point that came up with this, but it was buried away because it
0: it defies,
1: it defies sort of the, the 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 status quo that we have. Uh, but, you know, you, you need to sort of have an idea of what this system is going to look like, right? You have to, like, figure out how is it going to operate, how is it going to get, like, all these things that have to come up. But I haven't seen anybody just create that plan, right? Like, you 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 just can't, I like, think about some of these plans that communities have, right? Like, mm-hmm. what they want in their community and how they want to get there. Like, that's what our government needs to do.
0: Right. And some of, like these communities have really good plans. Yeah,
1: I was like, y'all can tell me, y'all can come up with some plan of like, okay, okay, here's where we're at, right? This is where we want to be. Right. How do we get there? You like you just mentioned, we have some of the brightest minds, some of the wealthiest people. We and people who actually care about re- making mm-hmm. this happen. Get them somewhere, get in a room together. Yes. And That's why think that bring those those boards out so people can write on them (laughs) get your
0: whiteboards out do all the work but they do everything else we do we do everything else if they want to put up a new development in some expensive ass neighborhood they get that done, okay but they're gonna go take away a grocery store in the neighborhood who don't have another grocery store for probably five miles if if it's that close and they got to take two buses to get there but they don't want to do nothing about that so it's like the government, you know, and I'm sure it's, you know, probably not just our government, but they pick and choose what they want to do, who they want to help, when we're going to do it, how we're going to do it. And you know what, if that's the case, if we're doing that, then why don't you use this for good? And it's a shame, you know, because I always say, what do we say? They just give you like a little a little something to say that they did something, like a Band-Aid. But okay, but but that's, but that's not all that's, that's, that's needed. Again, I just, you know, I know this is really, it's hard to do because these are systems that have been in place since forever created by old white men. Um, we gotta, we, you know, we gotta get rid of some of them, um, and get, and get some other folks in here, but I just feel like we gotta start somewhere. Like we always say, we didn't get here overnight. We're not going to get out of it overnight. But you know we can't keep being like, well, I don't know what we're going to do. It's so hard. Yes, it's hard. It's hard uh, doing, doing the right thing. To me, it's hard because there's always something blocking you against it, whether it's people, whether it's finances, location, whatever it is, it's always going to be something uh, that's going to be hard, and especially when you're trying to make change. The type of change that we need here in the United States and healthcare is just one area. Like we always say, there's so many, there's, you know, education, housing, transportation, everything needs a complete overhaul. And like I said, it's scary. It's it's a lot to think about, but I, uh, you know, for people who are living in this world and people who are, you know, having children and reproducing, even if you don't, if you just have nieces, nephews and cousins, it's just, you know, where are we gonna be? Like, where are they gonna be? 10 20 30 40 years down the line you know maybe things start to be better for them especially for us people of color you know and it's just like it may not happen right now it's not going to happen right now but we got to start somewhere we can't keep you know over here like scratching our heads and saying we don't know what to do you know something something's going to have to be figured out and you know i feel like people just i think a certain a certain part of it is it's like if it's not directly affecting people you know folks don't really get it you know it's kind of like you know I was going to say uh uh in the pandemic but we're still in the pandemic um and if, so you know if the if the united states continue is uh the way it is we're going to continue to be in the pandemic um but it's almost like you know people didn't understand covid like oh i don't want to wear a mask i don't want to be vaccinated But then you have some people who have gotten covid from and they're like you know what i get it now sometimes things have to happen to you for you to understand it that um, but I just think, you know, it, we just, we're just not going to solve this without our governments. And again, like, you know, again, we, we say on here, these systems are working. They're working for the people that they're supposed to, which is like you said, it, that I think is the really hard part because people's, people's mentality, uh, who will say, well, systems aren't broken. What are we talking about? Like, but it, you know, um, but I'm like, look around you. (laughs) Look, I mean, it's just, to me, it's just so, it was so interesting, like, again, going back to 2020, when everything happened with COVID and, you know, all the racial uh, uprising or the policing and everything that happened back in 2020 and how some people just still was so shocked. Like, oh my God, even like with Trump, I hate to say his name, even when he was in office, People would just thought like racism didn't exist. It still it still exists. Don't get me wrong. Like the Obamas came in and made us feel good for eight years. Yeah. You know, he said like we were one big happy family, kumbaya, but Obama couldn't stand there forever. You know, Biden, he's not gonna stand there forever. He's doing okay, you know. But it's just almost like I don't know. I got lost in my words. go. It's just so much i mean to your
1: point there is so much and i you mentioned sort of the um you know the system is working the way it's supposed to be working right like it Mm -hmm. it benefits those that that it benefits and i think that's that's the the big issue right like that's one of the core things that needs to be addressed is that those that are benefiting from it those that are getting whether it's money, whether it's the power or the proximity mm-hmm. to power, because we know everybody wants that proximity to power. No matter what color you are, you will. You know, a lot of people want that power and, and what it comes with it. Um, and I and I think it, it, it's it's those people who are benefiting from it, right? Who who say like, well, if you change, I mean, imagine if we went you you know universal health care, insurance companies.
0: Well, have a
1: fit, honey. They they have, they have, they're the reason, one of the reasons why the ACA ended up being trash at the end of the day. When you look at it as a, as a policy, it just didn't really do what it was, what Obama set out for it to do. Like they had to make so many changes. They had like, it was like a skeleton of
0: of what it was supposed to be. What
1: it was supposed to do and what it's supposed to be. And it continues to just be, you know, bones be taken out. Like, uh, uh-uh, uh we gotta do this and get these. Or the challenges continue to be on it because the people who were making money and who make money off of healthcare are losing money or lose money whenever anything kind of digs in. And I think that's why I say, like, you almost have to take the humanity out of healthcare because oh, they
0: de- de- they de- they do you know, absolutely. You
1: have to take the soul out of it because yeah. if not you know if you don't see it and you just that's why i'm like when they look at it just from a business lens they're able to make those mm-hmm. decisions they're able to say like don't invest in that one like or we can invest in that because we're not going to recuperate the money we got to just focus on this part of the hospital or this part of the health center like all these things because people are out to make money especially if they're private owned Then when think of the private owned hospitals
0: lord but, yes oh my god
1: you know I I was watching a documentary and they were talking about like how you know you know those you know private equity funds are you know buying out more of hospitals particularly safety safety net hospitals because they're the ones that would benefit the most from having someone come in and, and buy them out and invest in them uh but they're taking shortcuts and they're taking these and they're doing all these things and getting lower quality uh items or whatever it is because all they're trying to do is milk it for all the money that they can get out of it Mm -hmm. and they're not they're not looking at the quality of care you know they're just looking at quantity you know they're looking at those dollar signs i mean they see you and me and they're like oh dollar signs that's that's all they see yeah um and i think that that's the big thing and then it's not just a dollar sign just the racism that, that exists right in, in these systems and, and sort of you know who is deserving of care and, and who isn't um think about the the misogyny in healthcare, <laughs> um and, and and the the care that women in general mm-hmm. get or don't get i i've been seeing a lot more tick tocks
0: of course. of course
1: of of women sharing how um doctors have dismissed their pain or have said like, oh, it's just in your head. It's not as painful. Like I think you know, p- p- women are sharing about like, you know, and I'm sorry, we're in, it's 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 two women. Like I don't know what you think you're gonna get out of
0: this. What are you gonna exactly?
1: But you know, there's talking. You know, they talk about like their pap smears and when they're having like they have to take a p- piece of their cervix out. Those are painful.
0: Yeah, I don't right. know
1: what where in your doctor training they told you that it's not that pinch.
0: it's not going to yeah. like a little
1: pinch I was like y'all are liars
0: look it can be a pinch and look now everybody's different but for the most part that that is a pinch out of a piece of your body essentially I
1: was like, I was like, it's, it, it's no a pap smear is no fun I, don't know, nice. I, I know no woman that's like oh it's I'm breeze.
0: looking forward to this
1: it's a breeze like yes. put it you know, we'll, we'll keep pushing it down the line because it's not a nice- It's experience.
0: uncomfortable too. It's just uncomfortable.
1: Well, you know, and 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 there's like some doctors, there was an anesthesi- I can't say the word.
0: Anesthesiologist?
1: Yes. <laughs> it was like, was like shock that people were like being either like put under or being numbed or like whatever, like local anesthesia. Like, like why are women not provided this? And it's because you know in their trainings, they're like, Oh,
0: women don't feel pain there. Like, I don't know who the fuck came up with that because women are giving birth, man.
1: it wasn't Given, a woman
0: giving birth since the beginning of fucking time. So, 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 time. I'm so, sorry, go ahead. So, you got me heated with that, okay? No, like, go ahead. But
1: it's part of it, right? Like, it's part of these systems that were created, like you mentioned, white men who have these colonial ways of thinking who have these thoughts of like well blacks have higher pain threshold we know that's not true mm-hmm. but there's still doctors out here who think that and who are you know who are operating in those things and who think like and then who have taken that and been like well you know all people of color probably have a higher pain threshold so why would we treat them wow. the way that we would treat a white a white person and then when you just look at, then you start looking at, you know, male and females and it's like, well, women can just look, they give birth. They can tolerate pain. Like, it's, it's like, that doesn't make
0: sense because no, it was like a man sense. going through that pain, you know, that, Honey, they, a man can't even get a paper cut and it's, oh God, it starts, it stings. <laughs> so
1: it, it, it's that thing where it's like, when you look at our healthcare system, when you look at how it's set up and it operates, it's set up to exclude people and exclude certain types of people Mm -hmm. you know it's people of color it you know it it, you know people that if you're uninsured or underinsured like you are designated to go to a certain type of health center a certain type of hospital like that's where you're going to go and because everyone is going there of course resources are going to be scarce of course the quality is going to fall through the crack because you're already operating a system that's already being you know pushed to its limits and it's it's maddening it's just mad like i'm know you're heated too and it's like
0: you know and it just yeah. if this is the way that the the this country keeps going um things are not going to get better people can't keep going into medical school and having that type of thinking like this 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 shit is not gonna fly it's why it hasn't been i mean i think and maybe that's what some people had the awakening in 2020 i don't know but if this is you know the way that we're going like like you just said about about the aca it was staggered or it just became nothing almost because of all the input we got from insurance if this is what's happening, then we're going to continue being in this situation. Insurance shouldn't even be a part of the healthcare discussion. It shouldn't even really be a thing. <laughs> okay. But again, because this country allows it, it is something that's taken into consideration. And it shouldn't be because insurance, big pharma, all of they don't give a fuck, like you said, about the person. Like they have to take out that humanity part. And you remember the dude from a few years ago, what he, um, there's a documentary um, him I want to watch too. Yes. He was charging what, almost a thousand dollars for medication, or for for, a medication. for, 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 a, for a medication that what millions of people needed, yes. and he just had no no remorse. I don't know what ever happened to him. Lord, I hope he's gone away in some some shack or something. It's a business it's a business it's a business. He said something about that. Something yeah, like he didn't he he didn't care about the person. He like I, he's like I can do it, so I'm gonna do it. So because the government say—the government is allowing him to do that, he gonna do it. And I'm not saying I would do that if I was, I would not do that if I was him. But just like most of these other uber wealthy people, they get away with so much because the government allows them to. And so because they can get away with it, it's almost like, why the fuck not? Yeah. There's no stipulation. I'm not gonna be taxed for something. Why not? I can make millions of dollars by doing this. There's no one to stop me. I'm going to do it. And to me, it's like, as I say, if this is the way that we keep going to the United States, we're, we're just going to still be in the same situation 20 years from now. Nothing's changed.
1: And on that happy note... <laughs> I mean, I wish I wish we could end on a happier note. I, I know. <laughs> when you when we're a lot of obviously a lot of the, the subjects we explore um, aren't easy to to solve or talk about. But I think on that note, we'll kind of you know end this what a first part. I mean, we're we're gonna come back with another part to our our thoughts uh, on healthcare and, and and sort of this. But I think on um, I don't I think. I think we can talk a little bit more about where we can go, what what, what needs to, where change needs to happen. Because I think you brought up the education part um, and sort of the mm-hmm. the med school, and I think that's a a, a huge uh, component to to bringing about some of that humanity back to things and just the the change. But thank you for for listening to Martine and I uh share oh our thoughts on uh on sort of this healthcare on show. valentine's
0: day which is Valentine's day i just wanted to say so that we're
1: actually recording on on, on galentine's day we're yes. we decided to do that so um it won't be valentine's day when you listen to this but you at least know <laughs> that we are 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 spending our valentine's day here uh having this uh conversation
0: kind to of solve healthcare
1: trying to solve healthcare so stay tuned uh, if you haven't listened to uh, the previous episodes and in, in the Shattering the Veil uh, series, please do so. Um, and, and you know, I know we know we have Dr. Mejia and, and Carmen uh, as well. So there's two guests that we've had so far. So please go ahead and listen to them because um, we'll we'll be referencing uh, those uh, episodes uh, yeah. uh, in, in sort of the upcoming episode as well um so thank you always feel free to reach out to us our instagram our facebook page uh, or comment on on if you're watching this yeah
0: comment down down uh, below
1: as well uh but you know come back and we'll continue this conversation thank you bye